Welcome to another edition of Campus Life, the college half of our Campus to Canton podcast here. As always, I'm Colin, and we will be continuing the C2C strategy series that we have going on here while Austin has been away. And I got to be honest, our numbers are, are way up, so Austin may not uh, may not get his job back here. So keep keep downloading there you know uh i appreciate that and if especially if you don't want austin back on the show uh maybe i'll bring in one of the guests that i have had on here for this uh maybe we'll bring in one full time and maybe it'll be my special guest here that i have today uh this episode is going to be talking about how to trade in a c2c league and there's literally not a better guest that i could have had on here for this because i get messages like hey want to trade from this guy all the time. Gotta love it. Uh, it's a it's a friend of mine. I met him at the expo two years in a row. Uh, great guy, lover of food. Kane Facel at Devi underscore Kane of the Devi Marketplace. Uh, Kane, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, it's always fun um, just to let people have a reminder how much better I am than Austin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, not that they really need that reminder, but you know. Just a just a little hey, Kane's Kane's here. Kane's probably going to be taking over for Austin long term. Sure, and I don't need a reminder that I need to eat, but like my stomach tells me to. You know what I mean? Like it's a good point. It 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 just helps. Yeah, yeah, helps keep you on track. Um, exactly. Well, I, I appreciate you joining me here, Kane. Yeah. Uh, like I said, at of the Devi Marketplace, the Devi Marketplace podcast, the Patreon, the Discord. Uh, it's you and Shane and Nelly, right? Yeah, so it's the three of us. So we don't have a Patreon at all anymore. Okay. We just have a free Discord. Um, we're now at I don't know six hundred, about six hundred fifty people. Yeah, I'm in that um, one. That join in and like it's it's awesome. Like we just hang out. We talk about football constantly. Um, it's completely free. And then if you want to, you know, get our Devi rankings, get Nelly's full analytical profile um, and database, and uh, get an extra podcast for us. We made it truly as cheap as we possibly could. Uh, Twenty five dollars a year gets you um our rookie rankings gets you our Debbie rankings get you uh, an extra podcast um all of nelly's uh, nerd stuff i don't really <laughs> know what goes on in there I, like i'm not going to open the spreadsheet to find out right. but like i think good things happen I, like that's what other people say yeah. and i so i don't know if like nelly's just paid them to say that or if they actually like enjoy what he does but either way uh, it's the three of us um I'm I'm the nonsense guy, right? I'm the guy that just loves trading. You have Nelly, that uh, that crazy smart analytics guy, and then you have Shane, who is our NFL draft guy and and film guy. So it's great. It's a fun mix of of everyone ha- coming with like a different attitude, right? Yeah. I only look for value. That's all I look at. Um, so it's easy to trade with me if yes. the value is there, right? <laughs> um, Shane, like he's gonna follow the film until the day he dies. And Nelly will follow the numbers. So like, it's a fun that like everyone comes with a different aspect of like how they view trading and how they view prospects, right? This is prospect season. Um, so how they view all that. And I think it just makes the podcast really fun. It is. Yeah. It's, it's one of the ones that's in my rotation there. Plus the, the opening jingle is so catchy. Pull yeah. To the market. <laughs> going to park it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Um, a lot of people are like, Hey, when are you going to, are you ever going to redo that? Because Nelly no. has now joined the podcast full time. And I was like, ah, that's tough. And then Nelly goes, you can't change it. Yeah. So no, it, it, it's, it's good. a good one. Uh, yeah. We we have an absolute blast. We have a, um, a new podcast that's been joining us over the past. I don't know, probably since the college season kicked off this past year, um, the college football overdrive podcast as well, um, which has been fun because that gives you kind of just more of a breakdown of college. And um, there'll be a new podcast up. Uh, Friday, March 3rd. Um, so whenever you listen to this, there's, it'll probably be up. Um, so check that out. Um, just It's going to be fun. It gives you more, not necessarily a, a Devi or C2C focus, but just a college football focus. Um, and that's some t- something, you know, we kind of lose when yeah. we kind of focus so far into, right, um, CFF and C2C and, and Devi. They're like, we forget like the reason why we started doing this right because we just really really like college football uh right and like so so it's nice to have that podcast on the feed too to kind of bring back like just the love of football and the reason why we kind of started doing this in the first place 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you're you're a big college football fan, Minnesota Gophers fan. I'm a big college football fan, Penn State. Um, you know, you you got the better of us a couple of years there, and then we got the better of you uh, <laughs> a couple of years there. And in case you're wondering what this picture is, this would be in 2019 uh, behind me when the uh, Gophers beat Penn State mm. and we stormed the football field. I was at that game. Nice, nice. Uh, very fun that- game. It was a pick by For Antoine you. Winfield For Jr. You. In the uh, yeah, end zone one. to close out the yeah yeah it's yeah. a tough one. Uh, <laughs> if you had anything but Sean Clifford, am I right? Yeah, well we've been saying that for the past couple of years. <laughs> about seven, it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Finally, finally, yeah. we're moving on. We got Drew Alar looking up things. Yeah, like there you up. go. Um, but you know you're uh, a fantasy football guy at heart too. Uh, so how long have you been playing fantasy football for? Oh, probably since I was in fifth grade. Like, because that was the okay. thing, right? You you yep. played football and then with your buddies, like, oh, we have to play fantasy football together, right? And so that kind of continued, you know, all the way through high school and then playing it with friends in college. And then it's just kind of progressed from there. Like, we didn't realize Dynasty was a thing. that We didn't know that was a thing until, I don't know, probably six, seven years ago. <laughs> like, we didn't even know, like, it's like, oh, we just do redraft. That's what we do. Yep. Right? And it's like, oh, we we can do this too. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, that's pretty much same here. Like, you know, like played in middle, started in middle school with with yeah. my friends. And and then it was like our senior year of high school. So we've been probably playing for like six, seven years. And we're like found out Dynasty was a thing. So and you know, fell in love with that, kept diving down the hole and ended up at in C2C. And, you know, I know you're we're in a couple leagues together. Uh, how long yeah. have you been playing C2C? Three years, I think three or four years. Like, <laughs> But I've been playing Devi for probably I think I've been playing Dynasty for about eight, Devi for six, okay. and then C2C for about three or four. So, like, that was my progression. Yep. It's like, oh, I love college football. They're like, oh, you can draft a few <laughs> and, like, have them on your team. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then someone's like, oh, you can draft, like, a whole team if you want. And they score points for you. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm just going to do that. Like, that sounds more fun. You know? Yeah, sign me up for uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's it's just, that's kind of how it, it progressed that, like, someone reached out to me and was like, did you know you can, like, do this? And I'm making this league, um, the league that, one of the leagues that you're in, right, with Shaq, um, okay. Survivor's League, he goes, we can do this. And, like, I was like, oh, let's do that then, <laughs> you know? Um, so, no, that's kind of how it, it started. Like, didn't really know as much of a thing until someone kind of, like, told me, like, you can. Yeah. Like join this. We already have like eight people. I was like, oh, cool. Works for me. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, just that's a big time there. league too. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. It's got some real college brainiacs in there. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I joined that one. Um, I, I, I talked about that last episode with uh, Eric. Eric Quartz is in that one. I joined that one like a year or two in. I don't remember which took over an orphan. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. It's probably four years in. I remember that's when we drafted and we're like it must have been like in 2019 we drafted it but like in the off season and then 2020 hit with covid and we're like are we actually gonna play football (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) so so like that was the whole like dip into that and obviously much different experience with with kind of covid things in college than in the nfl because like nfl like we knew they were gonna play regardless right right college is like that's when things kind of you know get hairy yeah yeah. Um, so how many C2C leagues are you in at this point? Uh, that's not play to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I That's like asking asking a woman her age or anything yeah, like that. Like yeah. I, four or five maybe. Okay. I don't know. I know I have another one starting. Um, one that I'll be commissioning this year. Nice. Um, so a little bit Thanks different rules. I appreciate that. Cool. Uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't started yet. Um, there will be a Google <laughs> Sheet that has questions a google poll okay and if you answer the questions correctly there's a chance that you can enter okay is it uh are they questions like shane normally asks where they're you know like a little more history like brainy questions or are these something that maybe i could handle it's gonna be like do you like to trade yeah is that like how often do you like to trade you know like you know all the time those sort of things um so we're we're doing something fun it's going to be a complete best ball um college and nfl side so i think that'll be really fun with like uh big rosters things like that um so i just think it's gonna be fun um the nice part about that it kind of lets people dip their toe a little bit into c2c when like 
because a lot of the problems that that we hear right when people yeah. want to join a c2c they, they're like that we never know if a healthy player like a player if they're healthy or not yeah. right that's the biggest argument you're going to find with any college football fan trying to do this um and so this is a way that kind of avoids that right you just make it complete best ball and what happens happens like yeah. whoever has the most points is going to get put into your lineup and like that works that yeah. makes it a heck of a lot easier than than you know trying to find the rules where it's like oh well you can set a sub now and it's like but you actually have to set the sub before the games on thursday yeah. <laughs> oh wait there's games on tuesday this week so you actually have to set it before the before the mat game on tuesday and then and then hopefully you did it right <laughs> and you can't change those subs after that tuesday because you've already submitted those like those are locked in and even if someone gets hurt later on in the week like you can't you can't put your top sub into that position now because that's going to ruin the subs for the like the rest of the week and like this yep. avoids all those questions right um and then it, it just makes people a little more comfortable yeah in in the format um and i think i think that's really what we're going for and the reason why c2c like why you guys have kind of grown too is like people are just starting to get more comfortable in that format so yeah anything we can do to to aid that i think just benefits really everyone in the format as a whole yeah, completely agree. Just I'm all about lowering the barrier to entry. I have my right. personal preferences, how I like to play, but I've been playing for some years now. So if somebody comes along and they're a little intimidated by the injuries like you were talking about or by, you know, I don't know these Mac guys at Miami of Ohio and I have no idea how many points they're going to put up any given week. I don't know how good the uh, the NIU defense is, to, you know, so I don't know who to start, you know, Best ball is a, is a good way to dip the toe in. I'm, you know, I'm in a best ball league or two. I can't remember if it's one or two, but I have a league like that. And it's, it's nice. You know, it's kind of, you just, you pick your guys, you know, all right. Like these are probably going to be the guys that are going to score me points most of the weeks, but every now and then you're going to have a guy pop off and, and you don't have to worry about it. And I think that makes trading better, yeah. right? Because you, you now know, like, are you consistently one of the top two, three point scorers in that league? Well, then you have a chance to go trade for some more players, right? Yep. Like it, it makes that barrier a lot easier, right? When you're doing, cause we, we, what I try to do is, you know, um, we still have person versus person best ball. Yeah. Right. But like, you're able to tell a lot easier, right? Because more than likely you're not going to get as shafted by, you know rng basically right yeah um that like oh i just happen to have you know face the top person week over week over week like in best ball like that still can happen right but it's right. it's more unlikely um you know it's usually just gonna usually the best team all around wins more games yeah um, it balances so I, it out yeah i think i think it just helps really everyone um, and more, makes trading more fun because you're trading for guys that are really that boom bust player, right? That instead of like, you know, hoping that this is the week that, you know, North Texas goes off for 50, <laughs> you yeah. know, like instead of doing that, you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about buys. I don't have to worry about this. Like whatever happens, happens. And I, that helps because we get into these, some of these bye weeks, you know, kind of, yeah. later on in the season and and that gets real tough for people you add in injuries to bye weeks and and they're like i really don't know who to start well just throw that out the window yep yeah so you said you had that league starting up here soon so yep. startup trading uh this is something that we get a lot of questions about you know a lot of people are uh hesitant to try and trade in startups because within the startups you don't have anybody you don't have any assets other than those picks so if you want to move them, you got to package them together. And a lot of times you have to trade from side to side and trading from NFL to college makes some people uncomfortable. So when you're trading for picks uh, in a startup, do you prefer to trade for picks on the college side or do you prefer to trade for picks on the NFL side or does it vary? Um, for me in a startup, I would prefer to trade for picks on the NFL side, right? Because so this is something that, that, a lot of people notice, right, as as we kind of progress in C2C, is that the most difficult position to get from college to the NFL is quarterback. Yep. Right? Like, if you are trying to truly compete on the NFL side and you don't have some pretty solid quarterbacks locked up, 
for eight, 10 years, when are you going to get them? Right. Were you lucky enough to get Bryce young? Were you lucky enough to get CJ Stroud? Um, And then it's like, Oh, well, I don't have a quarterback. So now I have to take shots on like Arch Manning and uh, Malachi Nelson. And like, sure. They're good players. Right. But like you're expect, you're accepting so much more risk than having Justin Herbert on your team than having Josh Allen. Right. Um, So I choose to trade on, on the NFL side because I think it's a lot safer and at the same time, um, it's a lot easier for me to uh, redo my college side and be competitive on the college side in a single supplemental draft than it is to get anywhere near that on the NFL side. Yeah, because on the NFL side, I mean, you you know, you have a couple rookies coming up each year, but they could be guys that you thought really highly of in the, in the startup. They could be DJU, they could be Spencer Rattler, and now all of a sudden, now what are you doing with them? Um, yeah, like you, you went you didn't have many running backs so you drafted you know Kendall Milton Tank Bigsby and you're like ew <laughs> you felt good about that for a year and yeah. uh, and you're like oh my god they're they're pretty solid and then it's like ooh Kendall Milton's not really getting any touches <laughs> you got a freshman kind of getting some touches over Kendall Milton you're like ooh don't, don't like that you know yeah. so and then you got like Tank Bigsby like that he's fine I'm like, what is he going to do in the NFL, right? Like, th- there's always going to be those questions. Right. So I think, like, at least having the base of locking down quarterback at the NFL side, I think, makes it so much easier because you let the rest of your league reach for quarterbacks and fail on quarterbacks, right? And then you just get to draft, like, you get to draft Zachariah Branch, right? Instead of like, yeah, instead of forcing it with Arch Manning. Yeah. yeah. And like, I like Arch Manning. I think he's going to be solid. Right. But like, I don't have to make that force anymore. Like someone else right. is going to do that. And I just get to take the, the, the player that's a heck of a lot safer, not necessarily in yeah. value. Um, but in terms of like, he's probably going to be drafted highly by the NFL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're trading on the for the NFL picks, you're giving up college picks for yep. those, obviously, at this point in the startup. Um, you know, what are you looking to package together for your college picks? Because I know a lot of people have a hard time evaluating um, those picks. And I always say to put use ADP for that. But ADP can be pretty spotty. So how do you determine what you're going to put together for your package on the NFL side? Yeah, yeah. Um... So that's where things kind of get tough, right? right. Um, I think the the best thing to do is just look at, right? Let's let's try and figure out who you'd be drafting at that college pick, and then trying to figure out where that player would be going in the NFL, right? If your goal is to build up that NFL side, then you have to be comparing where they would go in the NFL, right? Right. Um, so if I was looking at like Jameer Gibbs, like that, ah, he's probably, you know, I could draft him. 104 105 ish c2c last year right in a startup um but last year on the nfl side what he would have been i don't know rb kind of 15 ish so then i would be trying to trade where that rb 15 would normally go in 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 the nfl side right so you're looking probably like fourth ish yeah third ish depending on the runs So so you're trying to figure that out um and the the one biggest advice that I could ever tell someone um, for trading a college pick is get one back, right? If you're trading your first round college pick and you but you're getting something really good on the NFL side, fine. Give me like a 15th round college pick, right? Because I still have to fill my roster and we've played right. in a lot of leagues, right? Where like you have limited waivers on your college side. So like at least fill up your team. And yeah. they're going to look at it and like, oh, 15th round college pick. That doesn't mean anything. Sure, I'll give that up. Right. But at least you're filling up your team. Right. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, too. I, I, I agree with that. I never really like that's never really advice that I've actually given to somebody before, but that makes a lot of sense. And I, that's something I do myself. So, like the way you just worded that, I, that was, I liked that. That was good. Cause like you said, you got to fill up the roster. And especially if it's a limited waiver league, you can't do that. Like you could on the NFL side, where if you're trading an NFL pick, you know, typically NFL waivers are open. So if you have two roster spots open at the end of the year, sure, 
go pick somebody up off waivers, but you can't always do that on college. Yeah, you'll find some guy in the NFL. Yeah. There's always someone. Yeah. Right. On the college side, like you get you might have two waivers, you might have four waivers. And you might as well be able to have another dart throw. Right. Right. When we talk about late Devi picks, especially, we're just like put as many darts out there as possible to have a chance to hit. You know, it's the exact same, but like you actually get to utilize that college player now in a yeah. C2C, right? Like that's the difference. Like, so you might be drafting someone that would never be drafted in a Devi league ever, right? But they're going to get you points now in, in your college side. And if you want to be competitive on the college side, you need those CFF only players that are going to help you get there. Yep. Yeah. And you can find a lot of them in the middle rounds, like you're saying the 15th round or, or in that area, you know, you can get a guy who's going to put up some points for you on the college side and they can also end up turning into an NFL player too. You know, like where was Drake may going his freshman year? You know, he's a guy who's just kind of been steadily climbing, climbing and climbing, you know, and you find guys like that at the quarterback position. Obviously that's a lot more rare. Um, but then you can also do that and flip it and look at that same thing on the, at a different position, you know, like a it's like the Jaden odd. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking Jaden. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jaden not, you know, you take him in that range and then, you, you know, he was probably even going later than that last year. And now all of a sudden he's a guy who's worth a lot more than when you got him. And that happens yeah. all the time in college where it's harder to pull that off on the NFL side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you try to determine the value of a college pick compared to an NFL pick then? Like if, if we're flipping it, if we're going the other way now, I know you're more accustomed to go on the NFL side, but if you're flipping it and you're looking to get some college picks, how do you kind of determine that value? It to me, it basically says college minus like two or three rounds is the NFL pick. Or, or plus two or three rounds. So like right. if if I want a first round college pick, I'm probably only giving up about a third round NFL pick. Right. And I think that kind of carries quite a bit of weight uh, for the first few rounds. And like those are the ones that we're actually swapping for NFL right. picks. Right. Those first five rounds, probably that's where we're actually like willing to give up some NFL picks for. But like if I'm in the fifth round of a college draft, I'm only giving up like an eighth or ninth round NFL pick. Right. I'm not giving up more than that. Um, because that's where things kind of get more spotty. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot of misses in that range. That's where you get your Kendall Milton's, you know, <laughs> that, that lose a ton of value. Uh, I, I like the, the college plus two rounds, uh, for the NFL. I think that's a good general rule of thumb. Um, like I said, I usually try to use ADP. So kind of like you were talking about for the NFL side, like I put names to picks, um, and it does get a little bit spottier as you get further down on the NFL or on the college side as well. So once you're hitting like rounds eight, nine, ten, starts to get a little more unpredictable. Um, For sure. And then after that, you're not really you're not really trading many college picks after that anyway. Or if you are, it's you know I'm trading my eleven and twelve for a nine or something along those lines, you know, to move up a couple spots. Right, and it it's not necessarily like perfect, right? right. Like there's going to be some people you're willing to give up a little bit more for it. Some people you're, you will not give up more for, and you will only give up less to, to get that player that, or that position in a college pick or a college draft. And like, but that, that's at least, it's not even like, right. that's kind of the main thing I'm trying to say, right? Like if we're like college second or third, that's probably NFL fourth or fifth, right? right. Like you just have to have to realize that and how that kind of continues to shift a little bit. Yeah, I, I I agree. And and something that I hear a lot too, and something I just want to say here as well is it takes a lot for I I I kind of vary from side to side whether I, you know, want to trade for the NFL picks or whether I want to trade for the college side picks. It kind of depends on my league and who's in it and how the the beginning of that first draft starts to go. But I will almost never trade a first or second round NFL pick for college picks like almost never i i would need multiple first pit round picks and that just doesn't happen in, in right because that's your opportunity to lock down quarterback and yeah. if you don't lock down quarterback you're lost yeah like it just is what it is because the people that have locked down quarterbacks aren't trading them right they're not no one's trading the top eight ten quarterbacks in the nfl right because there's no equal portion 
that they right. can get on the college side that makes that worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even if you're going down to QB eight and I don't know, let's say that's in the like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray range, you know, what's the best player on college you can get for that? Caleb Williams. Are you doing Caleb Williams for Kyler Murray? Uh, probably like, not. Sure, maybe, but like it's no risky. one is giving, no one's giving up Caleb Williams for Kyler Murray. Right. Right. Like, you take out Kyler Murray or you take out Caleb Williams. I'd rather have Kyler Murray over everyone else in college. Yeah. Right. Like that's the difference. Right. We have a single player that we'd yeah. be willing to trade Kyler Murray for after that. Forget about it. Right. And he's QB eight. Imagine yeah. if we go up from there. Yeah. Right. And you're Lamar Jackson's. Do. Yeah. You know, you're Lamar Jackson's, you're Joe Burrow. You're right. No one's giving up yeah. those guys for anything. Yeah. Right. doesn't matter what I package together. Yeah, and then even if you move off of quarterback, you know, you're looking then at your Jamar Chases, your Justin Jeffersons. Um, and, you know, again, same thing. Like, I'm not giving up those guys for college players. Like, I'm just not doing it. So I'm not doing it in the startup either. Right. Yeah. Uh, so once the once once the draft is done, you, you get done with your, your, your trading of your picks, uh, you got your teams drafted. How do you determine the value of college players compared to NFL players once your leagues are kind of already up and running? So first thing you need to do is you need to figure out, I realize this isn't a Devi league, but I'm still going to refer to certain players as Devi assets, right? Yeah, because absolutely. they're not scoring college points for me that are actually going to put them in a lineup. Right. Um, so we refer to them as Devi assets because we believe they're going to go to the NFL and make a difference, right? You need to figure out if they're CFF, talents or if they're Devi assets right and i have a very simple rule for trading a Devi asset is if i if i can try to figure out what i believe the ceiling of a certain player is if i can trade a Devi asset for the ceiling you do it instantly every time right because if so Everyone knows I love Rashad Bateman, right? I was a right. Gopher fan. Uh, right. So my ceiling for Rashad Bateman um, was Allen Robinson. He was my ceiling. Like, that that's what I thought the best he could do. So while yeah. Allen Robinson still wasn't scoring a ton of points with uh, the Bears, like, that was still my ceiling. So I traded a lot of Rashad Bateman for Allen Robinson. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously hindsight 2020 on that one. But, Neither you know, you think... Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Robinson goes to, to L.A. and, and that looks like good all of a sudden, too. And then, you know, L.A. implodes this year. But right. So but but that's not necessarily the best necessarily example. Right. But right. Well, it's always if hindsight. You, if you can trade for whatever you think their ceiling is, do it. Yeah. Because at some point you have to trust your evaluation. Yeah. Right. And if that's what you believe the ceiling is, then why wouldn't you ever trade for someone's ceiling? Right. Yeah. Rather than hoping they hit that. Uh, yeah. So that that's how I view that on, on like CFF side. Obviously, if you're more competitive in the college side um, and you want to give up a, a spot start or, you know, someone that's basically just going to be good for a year. Uh, then do that on the NFL side as well. So like if I was trying to get. I don't know, let's say like. Uh, a tight end that I needed a tight end, like a, a Hunter Henry or, or a David Njoku or someone like that, right. That I needed a tight end, it's tight end premium league. I'm trying to find someone. Um, then I'm only, and I, I trade that away because I'm trying to get like a CFF piece, right. Someone that is just going to score who I believe is just going to score some, some CFF pieces, right. Um, whether that's like a Colin Schley, that I needed, you know, some some college points for. So I, I got Colin Schley when he was at Kent State, right? Something like that, that that allows me to like, sure, I, it's going to help me compete on this. Well, then if if we're making trades accurately, right? And then you want to compete on the NFL side, well, then let me give you a piece that helps you do that. Like yeah. the biggest tip that you can ever give someone is like, look at their team. Like look at both sides, figure out what they might want. Right? Are they competing on the NFL side? No. Well, then you're, they're not going to want aging NFL assets. Right? Go to the team that is competing, that you know only has maybe one or two other 
guys that could potentially start. And as soon as they have an injury, they're going to be looking for someone. Um, and you're going to be able to get some some CFF assets from them if they're, provided they're not like serious co- uh, competitors on on that college side. So that's what I do. I, I think it makes it a lot easier doing it that way. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, obviously, the dream is finding somebody who is the opposite of you, you know, competitive right. on the NFL side, not on the college side. If you're competitive on the college side, not on the NFL side, um, that doesn't always happen. But you can usually find somebody who's in that kind of a boat as the opposite of you. And I think that in our trade negotiations, you do typically tend to, hey, I, this is what I want. This is what you need. Let's do something. Yeah, it's like, hey, I have good college pieces. You want them. Yeah. I'm competing on the NFL side. These are the people I want. Yeah. What gets us close, right? Yeah. And I think most people that know me know I hate, for the most part, talking about trade negotiations. I thought you want you wanted phone calls, right? That was what we were... That's exactly it. <laughs> um, it it only works communication. The that's the best way to trade in C two C leagues, right? Like. Uh, because you, at some point you have to see, you can send over as many offers as you want. Um, and it might be the fact that like, oh, this person, like it does like the idea of the trade just doesn't like the, the CFF person I put in, right. They want more of a Debbie person, right? Like you don't know that unless you like bring it up. So like, you'll tell me like, Hey, I like these four college players on your team. That gives me a pretty good idea what you're looking for. Yep. Right. So like, let's, let's try to find an NFL piece that's equivalent to that or, or a pick um, of some kind that's equivalent to maybe one of those pieces and we can get a deal done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I approach it too. Like I, this is what I want. Um, These are the players that I'm interested in your squad. Who are you interested in on my squad? Like, who can I, who, who do you like? And then let's, let's match something up that way. You know, yeah. I'm not asking you to put it together, but you gotta, you gotta let me know what you want. So I'm not just throwing stuff at a wall and hope. Right. And you, you might be talking to, I don't know, a Florida fan that like, yeah. <laughs> don't offer them like players from like teams that they hate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's also something like fandom means a heck of a lot more in college than it does in the NFL for fantasy football. Right. Yep. Like I think Braylon Allen's really talented. Please don't try to trade me Braylon Allen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I love the Gophers with all of my heart. I'm even wearing like a Gophers shirt right now. Like, but please don't try to trade me a Packer or excuse me. Like, a, <laughs> like I don't like the Packers either, but don't try to trade, trade me a Badger. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't hold the same weight, right? Yeah. It's like if you have an Auburn fan, like they think a little bit less of Bama players, right? Like it is that inherent bias is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's unavoidable. Um, yeah. So, so if you're looking now, now we're, we'll move into like kind of supplemental area here, like supplemental picks are, are an asset that uh, I find teams, a lot of teams are looking to, Acquire them if they're not very good on the college side. Um, but if you're good on the college side or if you're even good on the NFL side, those are, are really valuable chips. Um, how do you kind of approach trading of supplemental picks when you're in season, you know you're a contender uh, and looking to add uh, a final piece to get over the hump there? I, I love it. Uh, because <laughs> I the thing I really, really like in fantasy football is a thing called winning. Um, that's my favorite. I like that. It's um, a good one. Yeah, it, it it makes it so I don't have to pay for next year's fantasy football, right? <laughs> like that's kind of the goal. Um, no, but in in all seriousness, right? Like I, they are super important because um, you have those teams that you know they have a few pieces, um, and they're probably going to the NFL, and but they also know that they're not going to be like that good in the NFL. They're fourth, fifth round picks, um, so they're going to try and get something on the college side for them. Um, so they're going to try and stockpile and, and build their team that way. And um, I think we've all seen like the team that was really, really bad one year um, have four more picks than everyone else in the first, like four rounds of the supplemental and completely turn their team around. All of a sudden they're a top two, three team in the college side. Right. Uh, because they're like, screw it. I'm just going to score points in the college side and be competitive. And uh, if, if, 
people in in their league are going kind of more Devi focused, those kind of Devi assets that might not be scoring a ton of points, but maybe will at the end of their college career. Um, well, I'm just going to take the guys that are scoring the points and <laughs> I'm going to be competitive um, because we're now seeing a shift, right, of, of guys that were putting up a ton of CFF points, getting better draft capital now than they probably ever have done in the past. Uh, that's a shift that's really been happening over the past few years as well. So, um, you know, don't the, one of the biggest tips is like, don't be afraid to just completely tear down your college team, um, and just build it back up in the supplemental by getting picks. Uh, you'll be able to make a good team. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, if you're looking to do that, you need to tear yours down for supplemental picks. The team that's competing on the college side is probably going to be willing to give theirs up, you know, so you can you can go get there first, their second. It's going to be a little bit later, but you're going to find some good players in that range, especially with the incoming freshmen. Yeah, like I just gave up. I don't know if it was a first or a second right before playoffs because I wanted to get I think it was Austin Reed. There you go. Right. Because he had one year. He at least has one more year left. Right. That's the other thing. Right. You don't have to just trade the people that, you know, have they're going straight to the NFL. You can yeah. trade people that have a year or two left um and build your team. You can still do that. Like it doesn't necessarily hurt your team to get a second round pick for Austin Reed and be able to, you know, maybe get a top six quarterback coming in uh and really try to make your team like you're trying to make your team exponentially better, not just a CFF team for a year and a half. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways, um, but it really just boils down to like trying to figure out what the other person actually wants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you that's the only way you got to ever get anything done is both yep. teams have to feel like they are getting something they want. They both have to feel like they're winning. And if you can't figure out what they want, you're not going to be able to get anything done. Now, obviously, you can't win every single trade that you're going to do, but I feel like there's a lot of times I've run into people who are almost afraid to trade because they're afraid to lose. Now, I know this this very much isn't you, but what advice would you give to somebody who kind of gets um, paralysis by analysis there? And they're just like afraid to make a trade because they're afraid to lose. Uh, you're you're gonna. <laughs> right. That's that's the first piece. Right. The second piece is we can't see the future. Right. Like, um we don't know what position that pick is necessarily going to be in when you trade for it or trade it away. Um, there's still a lot of season left when you're making these moves week two, week three, you never know what's going to happen. Right. Um, the third thing is like the, just the only worst thing that you can do um, after making a bad trade is to cover it up by making another bad trade. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's the worst part. Yeah. Like you can come back from one bad trade, especially in a C2C. You have 80 assets, right? Like you can find a way, right? And sure, it might take a year to Philly, like get back to where you were, but like at least you took a chance, right? Like at some point you have to trust your analysis and trust what you're trying to do with your team. Uh, and like, it's okay to lose a trade, like lose a trade, quote unquote, because you're trying to win on the NFL side or trying to win on the, on the college side. Like I'm fine taking a bath in the college side on a trade, um, but winning money on the NFL side, right? Like I'm still making money, baby, (laughs) you know, like, but, but that's how I view it. Right. Like, yeah. Rarely, maybe one or two people in a league compete on both the NFL and the college side year, year over year. It's it tough. doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. The the flow isn't there. Right. To be to be able to do that year over year over year. Right. When you're in these leagues for as long as we have for like five, four or five years. Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. So um, be OK with with bailing on one side to make the other side better that some people might think is a loss. Um, but then when you beat them it's totally okay. (laughs) Like getting first on the NFL side and 11th on the college side 
is better than being sixth on the college side and sixth on the NFL side. Yeah. Right. Because at least I did something right. I did something to move that position. Right. That's the goal. Yeah, exactly. And, and you very rarely win a league. You very rarely win that league unless you make some moves at some point in time. You know, yeah. it's so hard to just keep your team static and end up winning the league. You have to eventually make a push to just bolster your roster somewhere. So, yeah, I like that. Don't be afraid to don't be afraid to lose somewhere. Well, someone someone out there is there's going to be some king or queen of drafting that says, no, nah, I drafted all my people. I didn't even like I didn't <laughs> trade like I just did everything just normal and I won. It's like, OK, cool. You're playing against like 11 bots. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, sure, that can happen. But like the chance that, that happen is is pretty slim because the rest of the people are just going to trade and beat you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Injuries happen all the time. You know, yep. you can have the best team on paper heading into a season and you get an injury, you get a bust somewhere along the lines. Now, all of a sudden you're the fourth or fifth best team. Happens to about four teams every year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah so uh, how do you decide when it's time to make a trade when you're, you know, how far into a season are you looking at your roster and you're like, yeah, now I know. I'm a competitor on this side and I'm not on this side. Now it's time for me to start making some moves. Um, in the college side, it's relatively easier to know than the NFL side, I think. Um, because for the most part, um, if your team's not killing it the first few weeks against East, South, West, directional Utah, <laughs> Buddy, I got some news for you. <laughs> if that Alabama wide receiver is not getting you a ton of points against them, like they're not going to score a ton of points against Auburn. Yep. You know, like that is just, just what it is, right? If you're, if you're, but you know, on the flip side, if you're playing someone that, you know, that's a Mac guy or, or a Mountain West guy that like, comes off and rips 150 rushing yards and two touchdowns against like even a lower level level like sec or or pac 12 opponent and you're like oh shit like <laughs> this guy is gonna be good right like you can tell first few weeks if they got it or if they don't right um i think it's easier to know that nfl right it's the same conversation right um you never really know it takes a few more weeks into the season. Um, but for the most part, like if your studs are being studs against, you know, Sacramento penitentiary, penitentiary school, like they're studs, <laughs> right? Like yeah, st studs are studs no matter who they play. Um, so your team has to be killing it against these terrible schools or else, you know, yeah, it's it's only going to go down from there, most likely. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, he had six carries for 20 yards against Akron? Like, <laughs> well, buddy, woo! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that they, they better have been up by 60 and had like a couple defensive touchdowns in there, and they just yanked everybody. If, unless, unless that happens, then, yeah, you, you got to read yeah. the tea leaves. Or it's like, oh, you have the RB3 on that team. But, like, that's not good enough. Yeah. 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 And then obviously on the NFL side, like I think we all kind of know when your team's good, when your team's not. So the, the college side is, is a little harder and the college side comes up quicker too. like that season's so much shorter. So you almost don't realize how far into the season you are. Like you blink and it's week six, you know? So yeah. And, and, you know, we're always going to have um, some of those weeks where it's like, oh, if this guy is week two by this guy is week three by like, maybe if all my pieces are together, like yeah. starting at the same time, like then my team would be really like, that's different, right? That's different because then your studs are actually performing when they're playing, right? right. That that's the, the difference that we're missing. Um, but those, some of those buys are killer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The double bye week because they played week zero. That's a, that's a that's tough Caleb animal. Williams this year. <laughs> that's a tough animal to come back from. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it is. And it's it's hard to come back from. 
And if you're not starting out hot, like you were saying before, it's even harder to come back from because there's yep. another bye week coming later. Um, so I, I do prefer to be the first team to market. Like I prefer to, I don't want to jump the gun, but probably by like week four on the college side, like at that point, I kind of know and I'm starting to float some feelers out there with some people. Cause by that point, a lot of other teams tend to still think they have a shot when maybe they don't. I'll jump the gun. I don't care. <laughs> like I I'll be, I can look, you can, you know, you can get a pretty good idea when you've been doing this for a little while. Like you can look at all the teams on the college side and you can have a pretty good idea. And like, if they're going to be competitive or not, right? Yeah. If you see like three or four like really competitive teams, well, then make some trades ahead of the season, right? The trades that that would be those, you know, those those bye week fill ins or or you know the the people that would be trying to sell right before the deadline, like go out and get them right away right if if they are a stud to you don't miss their big weeks yeah <laughs> right and sure there's going to be times where we miss because an injury happens in training camp right you're Rashina Lee yeah right like and that happened to me I got hit you know I traded Derek Henry for Rashina Lee it is what it is yep like I wasn't competing on the college side regardless yep I knew my team was bad um but I at least got out of that aging asset when it was when it was worth a little more and if Ali isn't hurt, he could probably have has a great play. year. Yeah. His backup did. Kalen LeBorn. Exactly. So it's, year. so it's like the injuries are going to happen. Like you can't beat yourself up because someone got injured because you made a move too early. Yeah. Like that. It is what it is um, because the price would have been different, you know, come closer to the season if they stayed yeah. healthy. Right. If, if uh, Regina Lee does what Kendrick Le- uh, LeBorn does, the first couple weeks, the price of Rashin Ali doubles at yeah. least, right? Like, so that that's kind of where I'm at because he was a sophomore. So the price was going to go up because we knew he had at least one more year. Minimum. After probably, probably more like two. Exactly. So like value was going to double regardless if, if he crushed, right? So like I got a little early. I got it crushed a little bit. And you know what? Uh, he yeah. might crush this year. Yeah. That's exactly right. what I was going to say. He he should be in line to to do it this year because LeBorn's gone. Exactly. So, you know, you might pay a little bit of a premium because they have those extra years left in, in college. That doesn't mean that you're making a bad move because you paid a little bit more for a sophomore versus, you know, going all in on a senior. Yeah. Yeah. And I do prefer to be a little bit more aggressive as well. Um, you know, so I... I am not afraid to lose on a trade. Like I know it's going to happen too. like we were talking about earlier. So I do tend to be a little more aggressive. So I, I don't usually do it in the off season. I usually give it a couple of weeks, but I mean, if you're in the off season, that is when you get the value for some of those aging guys, like you were saying. Yeah. And I, I had, you know, in our, um, Debbie marketplace C2C league, uh, Shane and I were on a fire sale, both had terrible NFL teams and he traded for one guy. And the fun part about this is like I was at Shane's house when this was happening. And it's just so much fun if you're like next to a person when yeah. a trade is announced. <laughs> like I don't remember who he traded for. I, I I traded for a tight end. Um, I think he had Bowers, but I traded for like the next best tight end or something. And like he was like, What did you just do? <laughs> and I was like, wait for the next one. He goes, there's another one. And like, he's typing on his phone in the chat as fast as he can. Like, like that makes fantasy football more fun. Like yeah. when multiple teams know that their NFL side is trash and they're trying to get out in front of it and like build these juggernauts because then a third team couldn't come in. Right. Yeah. A third juggernaut team couldn't come in because there were already two of us. Yeah. We already, we already had, you know, 15 between us, like, 15 really good players on our, on each of our teams. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you think the hardest thing about trading in a C2C league is? That's a good question. Um, I think the, the hardest thing is trying to guess where a person's team is at. Yeah. 
you know, I think that's always going to be difficult um, because someone might have completely different feelings that, than you when you look at their team. You're like, no way you're competing on either side. And they're like, nope, <laughs> I'm competing on both. <laughs> hey. If you say <laughs> cool. so. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you want to pick one that you're competing on and I can give you those players? Um, I That's always going to be difficult, but that's that's difficult in any league, right? Right. Um, I think C2C specifically um, is people being willing or even being willing yourself um, to, to jump ship, right? I think that's the most difficult thing. Like, it, you know, you might do it too early, you might do it too late, but either way, you got to dump. Yeah. Right. The water's point. coming in the ship. You got to get the water out at some point. Whether you do it early or late doesn't matter. Water's got to come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's easier to get it out when it's early <laughs> yeah so i i think that's that's always going to be the most difficult thing is is trying to figure out where all that lines up um and i think the most important part about that um and some of the best advice that i can ever give you uh read the rules <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one um if you are in a startup uh, maybe don't draft a single tight end. Like, don't you need to draft more than one? Yeah. If you find out that you have, um, I don't know, only waivers on week four and week eight, <laughs> right? Like, that's something that that you would be prepared for had you yeah. read the rules. Right. Right. Because injuries happen all the time. By weeks, like we were talking about on the college side. So if you're going into the season with one, two tight ends, you're going to be in some trouble. Yeah, and then you got by if you have a bye week and an injury. Yeah, nobody. Like tight ends are difficult enough the way it is in college. Yep. Right. Um. So that's that's, I think something that uh, you should probably yeah. look at. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always a big read the rules proponent. Uh, because that's just like an area where you can get advantage where not everybody always thinks of it. You know, like if you know your rules inside and out, then you have a little bit of an advantage over everybody else. And what's really fun is I do this in most of my leagues. They'll, uh, they'll say something about the rules, and I'll say I don't read the rules. <laughs> or uh, I can't. Just so you know, <laughs> I read the rules. But someone will send you some stupid trade thinking you don't read the rules. Yeah. And then you can just usually counter, and they're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, and then that helps you. Yeah. Uh, that's always a fun one. Um, so biggest piece of advice for beginners when trading, I know you said read the rules, um, just strictly yeah. for a beginner first time in a C2C league, maybe they're feeling a little overwhelmed about how to, you know, how to value one side versus the other. Um, what would be the biggest piece of advice for a beginner trying to make some trades? Uh, I would just say outsource. Um, there's so many people that know what they're doing. In, in C2C leagues, and if you don't, um, join the Campus to Canton Discord. Join the Devi Marketplace Discord. Uh, there's a lot of people that that have been playing C2C for a really long time. Um, you can ask them. Yeah. <laughs> we are right? generally nice people. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, I got this trade offer. And like, just so you know, if the first two people disagree, that means it's a good offer. Like, <laughs> just just right off the rip. Um, that means it's a pretty solid offer. Um, I think that's super, super important. Like until you get your full feet under you, like you're going to have sea legs for a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, the other biggest piece is like, um, look up the player you're wanting to trade for. <laughs> like it sounds so stupid. <laughs> right. But like if I'm, wanting to trade for like oh i should like uh miami didn't have the best run game like they're bound to get a better run game and like if you try and like you know try and figure out that run game without realizing that like trevante citizen's going to be back healthy yeah <laughs> like i can't help you yeah right like look up the team that you're trying to trade for players from right like um what does like especially in this in you're just trying to get a cff asset like what's their up to, upcoming schedule yeah it's pretty easy you just click on their name on fan tracks it tells you who they're going to play yeah 
highlights things green if it's good, red if it's bad on the schedule. It's real nice. It is. Right? There's an entire uh, Discord and site uh, made for um, just having starts and sits on a uh, CFF basis. Right? The CFF site is truly one of the best resources that you can get and really worth every single penny. That you yeah, pay. I love the CFF site over there, uh, guys. Those guys are Mike, so good. Mike, Joe, yeah. <clears throat> like, um, like I don't ever want to say anything nice about Jared either, but, like, Jared does a good job. <laughs> good dogs. <laughs> That's just for you, Jared. Um, but, like, there's so many people out there that everyone has their own niche, right? I trade. That's yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. I trade all the time. That's what I like to do. There's other people, right, like the CFF guys that – their thing is start sits every single week. Yeah. So like, I don't know, listen to them about start sits. Yeah. They're going to be right more often than wrong. Right. Um. So really just outsource and be willing to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And like, you can also just be honest with the person that sent you a trade. Yeah. Like that helps. The communication side of things. They send you a trade and you're like, honestly, I'm not really sure. Give me a bit. I need to look into this. And if someone sent me that, if someone sent me that, I'd be like, cool. Like that means they're actually taking time to like think about it. Like I don't care if someone goes and asks somebody. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to rip people off in a trade. I'm just trying to make my team better. That's the goal. Um so those are kind of the biggest pieces I think for beginners, yeah. like be honest, ask for help. Like there's so many people that are willing to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the look up a player too. Cause I don't know how many times like I'll, and it happens to me all the time too, you know, like I'll see a player, I'll know generally like their stats, how they're doing or whatever. And then I'll look up a player and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that, you know, this player was five foot eight and 165 pounds you know, I knew they were small. I didn't know they were that small, you know. Yeah. So just even even things like that you can pick up as, as you're actually looking into players. Yeah. And even, you know, you can look at, you know, what did they do the first three weeks? It's like, oh, they, you know, they did poorly against a good team and they did relatively well against bad teams. Look at the rest of their schedule. Are they facing some some solid teams? <laughs> They might not do that well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like it's a lot of that information is just right there for you. Right? Yeah. Um, look up their scheme last year. Are they having the same coaches? They're probably going to have relatively similar outputs from their position groups. Yeah. Did they get a new coach? Where did the coach come from? Oh, he came from Western Kentucky. I don't know. Texas Tech's probably going to throw the ball a lot. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it seems it, so common sense, but uh, it, yeah. it's just something that not everybody thinks about. Not everybody thinks it, to look right. into those and do the research for themselves. It And it's right there for you. It's like Google Texas Tech at any new coaches this year. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, where'd they come from? I don't look at the stats, the players where they came from. Yeah. Like there's so much information out there in a single Google search. Like spend a, spend a little bit of time. If if you are, this is the only bad thing I'll say about a, a C2C league. If you're just hoping that it's one of those leagues that it's going to be just easy breezy and you don't have to put much time into it. And it's like, what happens happens. Like don't do that to a C2C league. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's A, it's not going to go well for you. And like it's and B, it doesn't go well for 11 other engaged managers. Yeah. And one that doesn't care. Yeah, we uh, we all know that league that you're in. We, we all know that league mate where they just don't care. They don't really pay attention. And, you know, I'm not even going to bother sending a trade offer to them. I'm not going to bother with that at all. It's just not worth anybody's time. Now you you're, you're down a person, you know, that cuts. Now you're, there's only 10 people in that league you can trade with now. And how many of them are actually going to match up with what you're looking for? Like we were talking about earlier, finding a trade partner. That's one less possibility. Or so, it's yeah, like, it's like, Oh, Colin gets to play him twice. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, well, there's two wins for Colin. Like, that's, that's something we didn't think about. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're doing your, when you're looking into what teams are going to be good, you know, you're not factoring that team that's, you know, probably like the fourth or fifth best team playing that number 12 team twice and getting an extra win. Yeah. That's been 0 and 12 for <laughs> three years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on here. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We don't do it enough. I'll be honest. We don't, uh, I don't think I, I blame Austin kids, for that. I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, how many people has Austin had on the show this year? Probably none. I don't know if he's had anybody on. It's me out here reaching out to friends, talking to friends. I think, I think Austin has too much tall guy confidence. Uh, and okay. I think if he was two inches shorter, no <laughs> chance he'd be walking around like he does. You know what I mean? <laughs> no shot. <laughs> boys if boy comes in at 511 instead of 62 no shot he's got that confidence yeah as mm. as somebody who's who's a little on the shorter side yeah yeah i'll agree with that one yeah he would be putting in the work at 511 <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah absolutely well i like i said i appreciate you coming on for anybody who missed it at the beginning uh my guest today kane facel at Devi kane on twitter uh, of the Devi Marketplace, one third of the Devi Marketplace podcast uh, with Shane and Nelly, have the free Devi Marketplace Discord. Uh, I can't recommend that one enough. Um, like you said, six hundred some members in there. It's always popping off. I'm I'm in there. I'm not nearly as active as I would like to be. It's you guys have so many different conversations going on all the time. It's yeah. it's fantastic. Um, the best free Discord out there, honestly. For sure, we just we just wanted a, a place that, because uh, here's what you get on Twitter, right? Um, you'll say like, "Hey, anyone have any knowledge on player X?" Right? You're gonna get a person from that that's a fan of that school. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna get uh, an NFL draft person. You're gonna get a college football fan, like that kind of knows him. And then, like, uh, a guy that, like, plays a lot of C2C leagues yep. or CFF leagues, right? And you're like, those are four completely different takes on a single player. Yep. Right? And, like, do they all matter? Like, relative. Yeah. Right? But, like, do they matter in the terms of, like, the question that you asked about, about you know, making your C2C team better? No. So, like, we wanted to find a place where, like, people can ask those questions. People can get answers, like, just in um, a specific context, right? That you didn't need to lay out the context, right? You can go into a specific channel that says, Devi, ask your question, right? You can go to a specific channel that says C2C, ask the question that you have. Instead of having to lay out all the context that you would have to, asking the question somewhere else, right? That yeah. that was our goal, and, and it's been an absolute blast. Um, favorite channel on there is the Pet Pictures. Yes, that's a good like, one. Like when that starts and everyone just putting pictures of like their dogs and cats up there, nothing better. Yeah. Like nothing better than, you know, just seeing 15 straight pictures of dogs. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, the, the world can get a little dark sometimes, you know, especially Twitter. Yeah. Um, so having those, the, that nice little levity in there is, is really nice too. For sure. Yeah. So you can, you can uh, hop on the Discord, it's completely free. Um, you can find that link anywhere. If you listen to the Devin Marketplace, wherever you listen to, hit the description. Um, there's a link right in there. Join it completely free. If you want our rankings, just $25 a year. Try to make it as cheap as humanly possible um, for you. And we do some giveaways in there too. Um, you know, we've given away some um, month long subscriptions to uh, Campus to Canton. So you know what yeah. that's all about, right? We've given away, um, I think, a membership to the CFF site before. So you can, so people can see what that's about. We've given away memberships. Uh, to uh, dynasty nerds so they can see what that film room's about, right? Like, you know, we, we try to do as much so people can kind of grow how they want to play fantasy football and and grow that side of things. So um, that's always our goal. Um, and the main goal is really just to have fun and, and to like, you know, kind of piss around with your friends yeah. for a little while. Even if they're your internet friends, at least you get to just like talk nonsense about like grilling meat for yeah 30 minutes when you had a bad day you know like it's the best yeah yeah i i love that about all all three of you guys honestly are just some of the 
most genuine and friendly and I don't want to say laid back guys in general. Like a lot of people out there nowadays take themselves maybe a little bit too seriously at times. And, you know, it's it's always a pissing contest. Um, You never get that with you guys. I'm I'm often told I should take things a little more serious. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like it's normally for my wife. Uh, it's like, do you care about this? Or no, I don't like, can you, you act should. like it? <laughs> it's like, I'll try here, but like, it's going to be a toughie, you know, <laughs> like, but no, like join the discord. It's absolute blast. Um, find other resources that you can, um, whether it's, you're looking at Debbie leagues or C2C leagues, like so many people are out there willing to help you. Like just, but we can't help you unless you ask. Right. You got to ask. Um, so as, ask your question. Every single league is going to be different, too. You're going to have different rules. You're going to have different waivers. You're going to have um, different amount of, of starters. You're going to have a different amount of, of rosters, roster sizes, right? Like all of that influences um, yep. some of these things. So, uh, so come and talk to us. Ask us questions. We love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Before we get out of here, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods. You can follow all of them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you're looking for additional NFL or CFF content, Fantasy Points is a great resource there for you. Uh, But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Again, I appreciate you coming on, Kane. Um, But uh, we'll get you out of here tonight. I know it's a late one for you. So as always, I'm Colin, and that was Kane, and have a good one.